This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we talk about managing the madness. And are joined by Britt Erickson, Pilates instructor and postpartum doula. Woo! Short word today. Yeah. Let's move along. Yeah. This is one of those. <laughs> Teresa and I are get both, to the point. Teresa and I are both having one of those amazing mom days <laughs> where we're running like 30, 40 minutes late. Yeah. Like completely. Completely running late. Completely running late. I was like getting out of the car, realized I had no purse. I was like literally carrying eight different things. Like, you were case. carrying all of your purse all. without the purse. Yes. Like everything that goes yes. in your purse with no purse. I had glasses in my mouth crossing the street. So it, like that was just crazy. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. And and you. Yeah, the babysitter yeah. was 40 minutes late. So. Good. Yeah. Great. Here we are. Relaxing. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> you know what? Let's just skip right over that. Yeah, let's just, let's just let's let the woos speak for us today. Uh, well, it is a beautiful sunny day in California. It is a beautiful sunny day. It makes us feel a little like mad. yeah. We're well, we're well. Let's put it this way. I was thinking about this because somebody on my Facebook yeah. feed was talking about how she. She's like in Wisconsin Ugh. or Minnesota or something and was just saying, you know, it's been a lot of days of this shitty weather yeah. and I'm really starting to be tired of being stuck in the house all day trying to come up with stuff to do with my kids. You know, yeah. it's re- I really am looking forward to having it a day where we can go outside at all. And I saw that and I thought, I'm not a real mother. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I have no idea how to be a mother compared to this person. Like, what? Yeah, you know? it's so really I just wanted hard. to do like a shout out. Yeah, to, to pretty much the who, whole rest of the, the country. Whole rest of the country. <laughs> <laughs> people don't live in mild climates, right? Um, pe- parents who are, you know, putting up with the shitty weather. Because that's that's a whole other level, and you guys are doing a really, really awesome job. You are really doing a great job. And when I lived in New York and got stuck inside with baby, uh-huh. I soon discovered that places like Barnes and Nobles or coffee shops, fuck it. Hey, mm-hmm. Barnes and Nobles children's section was designed to let your kid come in and trash it. Okay, mm-hmm. so you just sure. you got to go into Barnes and Nobles do that. Mm-hmm. If you can get to a coffee shop, again, who cares if your baby is screaming the whole time? Just try and get out. Find a few friends and say, fuck it. I used to, t- I literally used to take Catherine Belt to the grocery store mm-hmm. and just walk the store aisles mm-hmm. because it was inside and it was walkable. Yeah. And, and it was new and, and she liked to eat vegetables. To so yeah. I kept giving her bananas and peppers. And she just eat them at the, you know, full mm-hmm. of pesticides. But it's okay. She's strong like horse. Um... So just uh, hang in there. Yeah. Hang in there. You guys are doing a great job. You really are. <laughs> oh, so sorry. And it will be over <clears throat> soon. Yes. I hope. So how are you? I'm fine. I am getting a little jealous of Ellis's best friend. Who's Ellis's best friend? The fucking ceiling fan. Oh. <laughs> 
that's not like even a joke. You know, that's kind of impressive mm. that his eyesight is good enough that he can see the ceiling. I think fan. it's just like shadows. I, mean, I don't know uh-huh. what it is he sees, but he can see it from the changing table or if we put him down in the middle of the bed. Uh-huh. And it's, I mean, it started like two weeks ago where you're like changing him and his eyes kind of roll back to where he can see the ceiling fan. And he just starts, he gets the smiles. The smiles, the cooing last night, he sat on the edge of the on the edge of the bed. Wait a minute, he's smiling now? Not at me, so it doesn't count. It does not count. It's like Wasn't that last just last week that you were saying my baby will never smile at me? He will never, never smile at so me. So at least one week later, right. he's filled two with weeks, joy. Two weeks, filled with joy with the ceiling fan. Okay. Literally, I last night I was getting so out of control. The amount of like goos and gaz that he was giving to the ceiling fan that I like slowly moved my head into the like the view. Uh-huh. And I was like, you're like, Hello. it's me. Yeah. Just immediate sadness. <laughs> immediate, like, what the fuck? Lady, why are you blocking my ceiling fan? And so it is his only friend, ceiling Aww. fan. It's it's borderline hilarious and really <laughs> depressing. Uh, but at the same time, it has become a new place I can take him if I've got to get an email done. Yes. I just throw him under the ceiling Perfect. fan, and I'm like, I'll stand here and type an email real yeah. quick or whatever. Yeah. So, also, I feel like <laughs> the fact that you're using a ceiling fan in January also betrays what we were just talking about. Well, it's like, I'm from the <laughs> South. I will have a ceiling fan on 24 oh, hours for a day. circulation. And, by yeah. the way, because the cat boxes are But it is actually kind of hot. It is a little Hot. Uh, stop talking about the heat. Uh, I'm like, I'm getting sunburned on my way into the office. No, but we have the cat boxes, and the ceiling fan helps dissipate the stink of the cats. Oh, okay. I mean, our lovely family members that shit in our closets. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what that is, I would like to watch, watch this tricky tie-in. What that was, the ceiling fan, is one of the ways I have started to manage the madness. Oh. Did you like that? I do like that. Do you Great like segue. it? Really Thank great. you. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Mm-hmm. Managing the madness. Oh, my God. So yeah. There's a lot of madness what happening. What do people do who have, like, lots of kids? That's what I, I don't get. I don't like, know. I, I guess it's just all relative. Because sure. now one seems so fucking easy to me. Right. It's got to all be relative. But I don't understand what people do when they have a lot of kids. I, I, I think we got to have somebody on the show who has, like, eight all, kids. Has, like, eight kids? Yeah. Anybody, if anybody out there has eight kids and is not super religious and uh, doesn't want to hear a swear on the show, yeah, uh, please give us a call. Yeah. Well, let us know. Shoot us an email or something. We would love to talk we to you. We would love to talk to you and have you mock us yeah. for our two children. Yeah. Life no is complicated it, oh, it is. California is so <laughs> chilly in the morning. <laughs> uh, we suck. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. You are, yeah. Th- you're almost at the three month mark yeah. with Oscar. Oscar is almost three months. Yep. So what? we're just about to be the end of what you could technically say is the newborn period. After fourth this, trimester. Yeah, the fourth trimester. I won't be able to say I have a newborn anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. You should quick have another baby. I know. 
<laughs> but I feel like if you tell people that you have a newborn, they're like, oh, okay, well, don't worry about it. Yeah, then. yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, you're Whereas about if to... you say I have a baby, they're like, yeah. You're about to lose the excuse, the yeah. newborn playing card yeah. that you have. Totally. <clears throat> All right, so why don't you... Why don't you talk a little bit about the difference between that first month yeah. and then the, the the months that follow? Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I feel, wake up. <laughs> yes. Here I am. Here I am. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Anyways. Well, you won't have that excuse after your baby's no longer a newborn. I know. I know. It's so unfair. Um, I Yeah, I was thinking about this because... Everybody's always really super geared up for, like, the first month right. with the new baby. And, you know, I got a lot of feedback from people leading up to giving birth. It was like, you know, have some plans for right. childcare for your other kid during this time. Have some people drop off meals. Yep. You know, plan to, you know, have have family in town a little bit to help out with things and take the edge off. All really good advice. And good advice, you know, and I followed all that. Oh, and like, don't push yourself to exercise too soon. It's too soon to try to like lose weight or do, you know, just, you know, you need to recover. You need to like bond with your baby. Right. Totally all stellar advice. Great advice. I took all that advice and I actually had a pretty easy first month. Like it was pretty, it was pretty quiet. The baby slept the entire (laughs) fucking time and I had a lot of help. Right. And it was great. Awesome. So, yeah. So, but then that all all the pieces of that somehow go away. Right. After the first month. <laughs> no Your one family leaves. Shit. Yeah. No one cares. People stop bringing by food. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> offers help anymore. Everybody assumes that your baby's now six months they old. They assume you're fine. You, well, they you assume it's it way that. older. Yeah. I, I keep getting people saying to me, your baby's only seven weeks old? Yeah. I thought he was three months by now or six months. And I'm like, what time warp are you living in? Yeah. Yeah. People start needing things from you. Yeah. Uh, you, you stupidly thought you didn't need the extra child care anymore, so you didn't plan for any of that. Um, you know, your family and friends all go back to their normal lives as if they have lives (laughs) apart from helping you. Yeah. And your baby, I should say my baby, was, just slept pretty much until he was six weeks old. I just barely even heard a peep out of him or right. like connected with his like eye contact before he was six <laughs> weeks old. Once he was six weeks old, then he was like, um, oh, now now when the dogs bark, it'll right. wake me up. Right. Now that there's now, nobody here. Now. Yeah. Now that there's nobody here, here to help you, um, <laughs> I won't be able to go down for a nap if I can hear my older brother talking at all. <laughs> Um, you I know, say, husband hey, husband goes back to work yeah, full bye, time. Bye. Completely. Yeah, there was um, like there was like that brief window those first like four weeks where yeah. I would be able to have to sit down with Stefan and say, uh, you're off track, you're off track. I really need help. I really yeah, need yeah, help. Yeah. I need you. I know this is hard. Thank you so much. But now it's like no. bye. You're done. You're done. Br- offering to bring you water, offering <laughs> to bring you snacks, that's over. Right. Um, and on top of that, <laughs> your body is Liz, like, hopefully, in ideal circumstances, your body is pretty much recovered from gi- from giving birth, but you still are huge, and people expect you to be losing weight now. So they're all saying stuff like, oh, "You look great. great," and it's like, you know, I don't fucking look great. Like, don't 
don't say it. You what? know what I mean? But you, but the pressure is there now. Yeah. I mean, sure, nobody's, nobody's like, expecting you to look totally perfect. But, like, the pressure is now nobody is saying, just take it easy. Just, right, just yeah. you know, you need to recover. Like, now you're, you know, you're not bleeding anymore. <laughs> you can go for a fucking walk. So Every- you should try to make time to exercise on top of all the other shit that uh, you're doing. Like, everybody thinks those, like, uh, video and photography projects that are around of women post you know, baby yeah. body yeah. are all cool and beautiful, but yeah. no one really wants or expects you to be able to do, to be that comfortable with yourself. Right. Ever. Right. Ever. And if this for me, and I'm only about halfway through this, uh-huh. we're, you know, right in the middle of two and I, you know, two uh-huh. months, uh, right in the middle of that, it's the charm of breastfeeding is totally worn off. <laughs> totally gone. <laughs> totally out the door. I'm like, I don't like this at all. <laughs> like breastfeeding you. I don't like pumping. I don't like this pressure. I don't like, you know, and I thought like baby uh, pregnancy clothes were bad. I know. Can you even find a shirt? I don't have, I have like two outfits that I can wear and they're horrible and I feel horrible in them and so as soon as I come home I just go back to like leggings or pajamas, just straight up pajamas because like I just topless. <laughs> so I agree. Yeah. So it just gets crazier from there. It's totally. It just gets crazier, and you have less help. So well, it's that's... like there's. You know what? I do think it's a little weird with the. And I know that everybody experiences this, but I think it's because we get set up with the assumption that maternity leave is roughly three months, right? You know, give or take. Yeah. So for some reason, it leads you to believe that that whole time is this weird time of being pampered and taken care of. Yeah. And it's not. It's totally It really not. is. It really does stop at yeah. the first four weeks. Yeah. Done. Maybe six if you're lucky. Maybe but... six if you've got people who live nearby. Yeah. You know, I mean, I still get a lot of, like, moms at the preschool saying, you know, call us. We'll rotate in and hold them. Oh, and I'm like, nice. that is nice. But, like, I don't it never quite yeah. times out. You yeah. Know? Like it just, I'm like, oh, that means I have to call somebody. And yeah. <laughs> but this leads very nicely into the next section that I, I wanted us mm-hmm. to talk about in managing the madness. So you've been abandoned. Yes. Nobody loves you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your I'm... child only loves the fucking ceiling fan. Your husband is totally, your partner's totally checked out. <laughs> and you are now standing there having to get from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep. With a baby. Wait, there's a moment when I go to sleep? <laughs> when does With that come? With 15 minutes between the last feeding of the night, quote uh-huh. unquote, uh-huh. and when your baby magically sleeps. And by the way, on message boards, don't fucking post, my baby sleeps through the night. Bullshit. <laughs> I am calling bullshit on anybody who says their baby sleeps through the night. Maybe if you if your night is from like, oh, if you go to bed at 11 o'clock at night mm-hmm. and you're used to waking up at 6 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. then your baby sleeps through the night. But <laughs> I am out at 8.30. I'm in that bed at 8.30. Mm-hmm. Baby's not fucking sleep through the night. <laughs> Go to hell message boards. Anyway. Even so, if your baby does sleep through the night, you're not supposed to say so. Yeah, you're not supposed to say so. <laughs> Stop it. I, I don't want to make anybody feel bad. I can't believe I must just have a special baby whose baby sleeps at. Oh, you must be such a good mom. I, that I must say? be why. I'm like, what's wrong with your baby? Yeah. Have you talked to your pediatrician about that? Does <laughs> Because I'm a jerk. Uh, so, but what I was going to say was, you're now you're abandoned. You're all mm-hmm. alone. You have to get things done. Yeah. If your day is like my day, 
You sit there and you think, after I feed the baby, I'll just rock oh, the baby blah, to sleep, blah, blah. and I'm going to put the baby yeah. to sleep, and then I'll make my coffee yeah. and make myself a snack and maybe check my email. None mm-hmm. of that happens. It never happens. Never no. happens. No. So what I want to ask <laughs> and brag about, uh-huh. what are the new skills mm. you've developed to cope with basically <laughs> only having one hand? <laughs> Max. I'm going to start us off. Okay. I can... Make a cappuccino with beautiful foam, mm-hmm. one-handed. Nice. That is my. I have really been working on that the last two weeks. Yeah, because that was your fail. That that was the thing that like yeah. you said you were gonna do, but then you couldn't. Yeah, do. It's, it's still a fail because I'm doing it with a baby in my hand. No, but you're doing but it. But I'm having you the figured coffee. out a way yeah. to do it. That's, That's right. Great. I'm momming up. Fuck it. Like I'm not gonna sit here and cry about the fact that I can't get my cappuccino. Yeah. I don't like regular coffee. Yeah. I like the foam. I like the whole experience. Mm-hmm. I will have a relaxing experience making a cappuccino mm-hmm. with a baby in my arm. Well, caffeine is really amazing because it'll motivate it. you to do things Lots that you things. wouldn't otherwise do. Like my, I feel like my best skill is that is a morning time type thing as yeah. well, which is that I I can you know within a matter of ten minutes Oof. get both boys' diapers changed, get my coffee made, get the dogs fed, and get breakfast on the table in front of Simon. What the fuck? I do all of it. I just do it because my coffee is there. It takes me like thirty minutes to make that coffee. <laughs> no, I can. No, I can do it. But I think. Oh my it's, god! Yeah, yeah. Are you carrying a baby? Well, do you thing still is, wrap him. Does, I mean, are you no, wrap? No, no. He um, he's like oh, basically. If I okay, so what happens is he wakes me up to yeah. eat. So I nurse him, and that's like the the go point because right. once he's been fed anything yeah. can happen anything's sure. possible at that point because I'm not worried about feeding him right so he's pretty happy to like either play in the crib after that yeah. or um, sit in the little bouncy chair right and like I'll, I'll just set him in the bouncy chair in the kitchen while I'm doing all this stuff for right. everybody your baby lets you do that yeah <laughs> But it's because I do it every day. Yeah, do you know, I know what I mean? I know, like, it's it one of those things where if I, I just did that, I'm sure he would fuss, like, at first. But right. I, that's what, just what we do every day. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. That does make sense. Sort of like training them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is fucking impressive. Yeah, but then it's sort of all downhill from there because that's like my that's, that's like, your peak. I'm like doing great right there because I'm so excited about my coffee. Right. So I'm like, I'm doing this. You've got your food. Jesse's sleeping in. Like you've got this. You know what I mean? Like I mean, sleeping in means right, right, he gets right. like. 20, 30 yeah, yeah, more yeah. minutes of sleep than I do or whatever. <laughs> but I'm like, he's asleep. I can do this. I can do this. Right, I can do right, this. Right, I can right. do this. And I've got my coffee and I'm having my coffee and everything's delightful. And I'm sitting down with the boys and da, da, da. But then like <laughs> that's that really is like the high point because the whole rest of the day is just like. I'm so impressed by this. I'm like, well, I can do laundry with my feet. Well, <laughs> Which I yeah, can, by I the mean, way. I think once, I can once, get that laundry up, but that laundry does not quite make it into the wash. Thank God for the front loader. That's amazing. My toes are able to pick up wet Don't and or dry laundry. Don't your toes, like, cramp up a little no, bit? No. I, I, they just, Very like, impressive. I forgot that I was able to do that with Catherine Bell. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I can, you know, pick something up with the feet, pass it to the free hand, mm-hmm. and get in or just kick it in. Mm-hmm. That's So I focus mainly on my feet. <laughs> This morning I had to I had to pump uh, and feed Ellis at the same time, which also was another one of those things. I've heard of people doing people, that, and I'm really afraid to try because it just seems really complicated. It is complicated. Well, I, there's no like. Do you do the hand pump or the no, electric? I do electric pump. I okay. put him on one. I don't even start. I just start it and then stick it on. There's no like trying to have it on my bosom while I push all the buttons. And if you have a Medela pumping machine, by yeah. the way, everything on it looks like a bosom. 
I know. Go back and look. Every button has a nipple. <laughs> they all have it all, nipples. I was like, Jesus, it's really just a big nipple machine. Anyway, no, so I had to like pump, mm-hmm. which in itself yeah. is kind of a feat. It's usually stopping the pumping where things get messy. Oh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I had to plug it in and I had him in my arms uh-huh. and there was no place to put him down where I was. Uh-huh. So I picked up the extension cord that I have plugged in with my toe, mm-hmm. brought it over, got it up on the couch. So that I could then take the other plug that I had in my hand mm-hmm. and snap it into the plug. Dang. My feet are fucking fantastic. Wow. Pretty soon I'll be playing the guitar with my feet. <laughs> <laughs> Look for it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So what else you got? What other what other mad skills? I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> the other, that's it for me too. The other no, <laughs> that's, I, that's all I got. Really? Like the only the only other times that I feel like I'm doing this are like if if Oscar's sleeping and I'm playing with Simon, then I feel yeah, like a champion because I'm like the one I got the one to nap with so that I can play with the other one. That is or like yeah. or like go to the park and I'm and like one is either like yeah like right. one is in the carrier baby carrier and the other one is playing. Then I feel like I am doing this but yeah. like it's really hard to play with both of them at the same time it they're is just like at different stages so somebody's always either asleep or being neglected right yeah like yeah while I'm- i feel and i feel like really bad like because Catherine bell is starting to enter the will you play with me oh my god and i just am like i you know i don't have the energy to go play is that some something of the that happens when you have a new baby because this is new for simon too like he's just started being like mommy will you come play with me mommy will you play with me will you do this with me will you uh, hold it? and i'm just like don't ask me because i keep having I to say like, i've got to get dinner ready or i mean like we're starting to work yeah. on things where like she helps me in the kitchen or we you know do these different things but Again, at the end of the day, that's when Ella starts to go crazy and uh-huh. feed. And so like, even when I have somebody in there helping us, it's not like I'm able to interact with her because I'm uh-huh. feeding him wow. for hours. And it's, you know, yeah, that it, if you can nail that, I, you know, I try. I get him down. And then that moment, I'm like, he's totally asleep. Right. I'm going to go in and play. And he's up in 15 minutes. I know. And it's I just, know. and he hasn't been enjoying the carrier. Uh-huh. It's actually I find the carrier really awkward anyway because, uh-huh. you know, it's a lot of bending with other children. Right. And that's really hard to do with a baby it's strapped hard. to Yeah, I, I find myself oftentimes saying, like, I just have to stand. Because ha- a lot right. of times if I'm holding him in the, like, Moby Wrap or the Baby Bjorn, like, it'll, um, it'll like, it's hard. Not only is it hard to sit down, but also the kind of the only way to keep him asleep is if I'm moving a little bit. Right, so yeah. Kinda, like, rocking. Like, I can play, but I have to, like, stand here awkwardly above you while you play. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, we have to do a lot of, like, stand-up play or we're outside. And I try and create a lot of, like, adventure play. Mm-hmm. Like, And she's fine with that. Like, she's been, um, you know, I'm a different character and I just try and lead her on with words, you know, mm-hmm. go explore this, go find that. Let's go. You know, and that tends to work, but I'm so fucking tired. I really don't want to play that game. Yeah. Which makes me a horrible mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> but speaking of, <laughs> speaking yeah. of horrible and being a band, I'm going to like, pull all, I'm going to pull all these things together for a second. Yeah. And that is now that you've been abandoned. Yeah. And you're doing all this shit. I cooked spaghetti with oh. meat. 
with a baby in my arms. I will say Let me tell you that how is something I, I don't do. I, I, didn't do, mean I haven't to. cooked a meal in it, months. It just, I have no I, I that is one thing that I have not well, figured we've had out how to, to do. like we've had to like I've had to switch it back over because like Stefan's like losing half his day if he's cooking dinner uh-huh. and we order takeout like two or three times a day but like last two week, or three times a day. Yeah. Last <laughs> week I wish. Uh two or three times a week. Uh-huh. But last uh week Stefan had these meetings out of the house. He was gone like you know all the way through. He's going to walk in the door right at dinner mm-hmm. had to get done and i made the stupid mistake the very first night of not ordering chinese food yeah instead i was like oh it's just saccharoni spaghetti with ground beef like well how hard is that I until i was sitting there looking at the package of ground beef with the baby in my arm thinking how am i going to open this yeah you can't open that with your teeth yeah i took a knife <laughs> jabbed it sawed it open and then picked it up with the other hand and then like you know, like squeezed it out into the pan like do this whole fucking spaghetti thing and the point of this is any time that I see Stephen mm-hmm. pushing back while he's holding the baby to do anything like this morning I'm trying to get out of the house mm-hmm. he's like I just need one more minute to finish this <laughs> finish mm-hmm. making this coffee and I'm like I make a fucking cappuccino mm-hmm. that's foam and shit that's like a steam wand while holding a baby, you know, like don't you can't like not so make breakfast. Funny. You can't like not make breakfast. Like if if you need to hold the baby while I go use the bathroom in the morning, yeah, and you're just boiling water, yeah, you got that, yeah. Don't like, you can't you can't put that off. Like, you just can't. It, it's very unfair to him because he's doing all these other wonderful things. Mm-hmm. But that's all I'm focusing on when I, I when I'm like really tired. I'm like this. Well, you seem to be able to hold that iPhone in your hand while you're holding that other baby. You seem to be able to do that just fine. I have a problem with, like, if <laughs> if I ask Jesse to take Oscar yeah. and I get even the slightest, yeah. like, split second of hesitation, right. I immediately fill with rage. Like, I'm, like, looking at him, like, I'm immediately giving him the look of, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, like he has yeah. to he has to immediately say, "Of course," and just take yes, it. Like, exactly. That's the only answer that's that will all work you want to hear. Like, uh, to add to our list of things you should say to moms and pregnant women and things like that, it is, "Let me take that baby." Yeah, yeah. With great joy and yeah. enthusiasm. Yeah. Don't so even funny. blink. Don't even blink. <laughs> so, what do we have in managing the madness? Uh, one. It's very manageable the first, the first four weeks. Mm-hmm. Then you're fucked. Yeah. Uh, two, you start to pick up amazing MacGyver-type skills. Mm-hmm. You begin to It's like the old, like, you lose your eyesight and your hearing becomes amazing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, there's something very rewarding about when it is just you and the kids mm-hmm. being able to really do anything. Yeah. Let's well, try and look it. at those as confidence The moments boosters. that you do it. Yeah. Yeah. It, they are amazing. Yeah. And they, those totally fall under genius moments. So sure. Like, I just did this thing. Yeah. Without crying. Yeah. Uh, that night that I made the spaghetti, by the way, it was also a night where everything that hit the floor it was just going to stay there. Mm-hmm. Like when Stefan walked in, sure. the laundry door was open. There was laundry mm-hmm. literally hanging out of it mm-hmm. on the floor, scattered into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. There was raw ground beef on the floor. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, like liquids that had fallen, cups. I mean, just anything that dropped with that one hand mm-hmm. wasn't going to get picked up. Good. It was just Good a trail. So I don't know. That, that is part of managing the madness. Yes, it's letting like go. letting stuff the, it's priorities. That's right. You know? Letting it go. Yeah. Letting it go.
I'm Carrie Poppy. I'm Ross Blotcher. And we make a show. Oh no, Ross and Carrie. Oh no! We investigate fringe science, spirituality, religious groups, alternative therapies. We put ourselves through a lot of uncomfortable situations. <laughs> so that you don't have to. Because really, why would you? For example, I watched a tube be inserted into Ross's anus. That's true, but it sounds terrible out of context. <laughs> We've tried penis and breast enlargement pills. We spent six months undercover becoming Mormons. We hung out with the 9-11 truthers. The UFO cult, the Raelians. And we're going to do more. It's one of the newest shows on MaximumFun.org. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Teresa. Yes? Genius fail time. Mm Mm-hmm. Which seems almost silly to do after all those geniuses we just I know. totally belted this out. This whole episode is all about Cowgirl. success after success after success. Amazing. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. <laughs> Would you like to go first? Uh, Sure. Great. Um, Impress me. All right. This is kind of a good managing the madness themed genius. I was uh, taking Oscar to the doctor, to the pediatrician for his two-month checkup and shots. I got that coming up. Um, And I had Simon with me that day. Um, It was one of the days that Simon doesn't go to school. And so I had both of them with me. Jesse had work stuff. So it was like one of the first few outings of just me with both of them. Mm-hmm. And we went to the doctor's <laughs> office and they had some crazy like parking garage turnover thing that they were doing at yeah. our pediatrician where they're like moving all the staff to a different parking garage that day for the first time. Everybody was running late. Right. To the point where we were literally there for two and a half hours. We were there for two and a half hours. And I will say Simon was an angel. um, So I can't give all the credit to myself. Like, I can't believe. But I didn't actually bring anything for him to do. Like, I brought no books, no, like, toys. I just had him in the stroller. And um and I think I had Oscar in the baby Bjorn or something. Anyways, it was so much waiting. Like so much waiting on top of waiting on top of waiting. And then we get to the next we right. get into the room and we'd be waiting again. Um and how is this turning into a genius moment? Well, what I did was I looked through the diaper bag, like yeah. searching for something, and I found a box of breath mints. <laughs> <laughs> and so Simon and I passed the time by playing this game, which this is partially grandpa genius, because my dad invented this game where he like holds his hand in a fist and says, it's a package. What's in the package? And lets Simon like peel the fingers back to right. find out what's in the package. And sometimes there's something in there and sometimes nothing is in there. <laughs> and so we were doing that with the breath mints. Like I would just put a mint in my hand and be like, what's in the package? <laughs> I don't think there's anything in there. Do you? And then I would make it kind of difficult for him to peel right. open. Been, but then when he did, he would get to have the breath mint and it took him forever to eat each one because nice. he's two. Yeah. And it was amazing. And if he's kind of choked, you're at the pediatrician, <laughs> right. so it's perfect. <laughs> right. No, it was perfect. Like, he would totally pass the time. He was having a great... I mean, That's awesome. There were a couple moments of like, uh-oh, are we going right. to make it? But like, we totally made it. That's great. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. My genius is also managing the madness. 
I use my newborn to scare off solicitors. Yes. Fuck yeah. For some strange reason, Perfect. We, had, we had this like week or two weeks of people like ringing the doorbell soliciting for stuff. And I just, I just get up looking crazy. With the baby, yeah. I open the door. Excuse me. What? I just look at them and say, "I'm sorry. I have a yeah. newborn. I really, yeah. I can't. What I are can't, you doing, knocking on my door? I can't. What? I can't help you. Yeah. Newborn. Yeah. Newborn. Yeah. And I shake him. <laughs> uh, so that's that's my genius. That's total genius. It was. It works great. That's great. Sadly, it'll be over when he becomes a baby. Yeah. In a month Completely and a half. Completely over. Totally over. Genius moment. I met my wife and nine-year-old daughter at our favorite local restaurant with my almost one-year-old baby. We went inside, and the baby was kind of driving us all crazy, throwing things everywhere, throwing her food on the ground, screaming, crying, yelling. Um, I could see that mommy was getting very upset, uh, and I could also put my blood pressure rising. <laughs> and so after the food was ordered, I ate a little bit. I realized that I wasn't really that hungry, so I took the baby and went home. And And so... So, yeah, that was my genius moment. I avoided the bad situation by just voting the baby off the island. Thanks, guys. <laughs> that is so nice. It was really nice because that way they could, yeah. like, the mom, mom and, and other child, could, yeah, yeah. Could hang out. That's, I like how he noticed the warning signs. Yeah. Like, I could see mommy not doing well. I could see, I could feel my blood pressure. Like, yeah. like picked up on it. And it just wasn't going to fight. It wasn't like, I will have a nice night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, that's, it's really genius. Yeah. Way yeah. to recognize Good job. this. Good job, dad. Failures. Lay it on me. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Jesse was like <laughs> cleaning up downstairs over the weekend and he goes like I found a bag of like some of your clothes that maybe you were planning to give away I don't know they're just they've just been sitting down there and I was like I don't know what that is you know bring it up <laughs> so I look in there and it's a whole like wardrobe of maternity clothes that a friend of ours dropped oh off God. for me literally like 6 months ago when I like I like totally around a time when I could have used them. Oh my and god. And I just didn't realize that she left them there and I just never went through them and they were all really cute and really nice maternity <laughs> clothes, tank tops, things that would have been super helpful that I totally could have worn. <laughs> wow. Um and so entirely missed the window on that one. Oops. Um boat sailed. Yeah. There it goes. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. What do you got? So I have taken the advice of my parents who are insisting because they don't live here that I get help. Mm-hmm. Right? So I found... Like mental help for <laughs> yep. your mental disorders? Uh, that's my genius. I'm <laughs> following up on that, everybody. Don't worry. But I help around the house, especially during that time of day at the end of the day. <laughs> actually, I just realized how fucked up my joke was because you were actually talking about, like, having postpartum depression <laughs> Well, signs. if there's somebody to do that to, it's me. I just, I just roll off the back <laughs> of biz. I'm anyway, really so, sorry. No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. So my parents were like, you know, you need somebody in there. Yeah, somebody in there, right? You're trying to do everything by yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's what my parents sound like. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so I finally get this young woman to come in and help me in the afternoon, like two hours, mm-hmm. four to six. It lets me go pick up Captain Bell and, and in theory, make dinner. Mm-hmm. But Ellis is always 
eating and crazy. Like, I mean, like, it'd be great if she could just hold Ellis the whole time, but mm-hmm. he always wants to eat. And my failure is I am totally not letting go of my control issues oh, to give her no. stuff to do in the house. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm fine kind of being like, we've talked about it. She's like, I help around the house. Yeah. Great. I'm, it's easy for me to say laundry. Right. That's an easy desk. But after that, I'm like... Oh, yeah, really? you want to sweep the floor, like you know, like yeah. all the stuff that I would be doing. Because mm-hmm. the theory is, she's doing what I would be doing while I'm holding the baby, and then as soon as I don't have to hold the baby, I get up and do all that mm-hmm. stuff, and it works like once or twice. But like for the most part, I don't have anything to, for her to do, mm-hmm. and I'm happy to pay her to sit there and even watch television and hold the baby. So you're doing too good of a job managing the madness, possibly, yeah. or I'm just totally fucked up <laughs> and can't let anything go. <laughs> Probably Maybe a little about Probably a little more column B. Weeknights are hard at our house. My husband and I both work full-time. He's self-employed, juggling a lot of stressful projects without enough help. And I'm um, working full-time, come home from an hour commute, two pickups. Um, we have a three-and-a-half-year-old and a 15-month-old. And Getting dinner on the table takes about a small miracle, and so uh, a couple of weeks back, I made a big lasagna, um, didn't finish it, so packaged up half of it for the freezer, threw on some saran wrap and some aluminum foil, put it in there um, for an easier dinner, a couple, you know, whenever we needed it. Um, that day came, had extra communication with the husband during the day, called, tagged up, said, hey, can you throw the lasagna in? We'll eat it when I get home, go through. Nobody's coming into our house super cheery, so we're all spent, <laughs> you know, coming home from the day. Lasagna is actually on the table, finally there, ready to eat. Everybody's sitting, go to eat it, and my husband cuts into his piece. And he's like, wait a second. He's like, I think there's something on this. He's like, is there plastic on this? And long story long, it turns out he did just throw the lasagna into the oven. He did not take off the aluminum foil and remove the saran wrap, Aww. which I can't really even blame him for. Could have given him a heads up about that. Right. Um, but so the saran wrap was still there while it reheated in the oven the entire time. And the best part of the fail is that my answer was to, because I had no more energy to just peel off that top layer of the lasagna <laughs> and still eat it. <laughs> awesome! Amazing. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, no one's, you're not going to die immediately from yeah. plastic poisoning. Yeah. It was a good decision. Yeah. That, that takes time. Yeah. Years and years of eating saran wrap melted onto your food. <laughs> I, just, I just like that, like, there was such an effort to make so that much happen. Effort. An impressive effort. A, a good thinking. Yeah. Pre-thinking, yeah. executing it. Yeah. Talk, communicating, <laughs> getting dinner on the <laughs> even having something in your freezer. And that does suck when that does not work out. I'm surprised there wasn't. You were very good to have just scraped off the type. I would have thrown it across the mm-hmm. room. Like just throw a fit. And I would have thrown just a fucking cry. I would have thrown a fit. Actually, I wouldn't have. I would have just crammed it down. And then the, the next Disney movie, ball. <laughs> You are the greatest mom I've ever known I love you, I love you When I have a problem
Hey guys, this is Kimberly Clark, and you need to just calm your little self down and get under the goose down with me and Jasper Red. You can catch us on MaximumFun.org, or you can hear us on iTunes. And no farting under the covers either. Teresa. Yes. Let's call a mom. Great. (laughs) I love calling moms. Today we are calling Britt Erickson, who is a Pilates instructor with a very strong focus on pre- and postnatal Pilates, and she's also a postpartum doula. Welcome to the show, Britt. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so, you know, for me, I don't know what any of those things mean. Teresa knows what all of those things mean for the most part right. because she's very hip with the doula, <laughs> the doula world. I, if anybody's listened to the show, knows (laughs) if it has anything to do with my body or personal (laughs) wellness, I've probably avoided it most of my life. But I think also, I know for me, like the minute I heard pre and postpartum Pilates, I was like, wait, how, what, why, what, how? (laughs) So (laughs) why don't we start off with you giving us a little information on your specialty? Because that's exactly what it is. I mean, it's very much a specialty. I got into the world of Pilates because it was so the opposite of who I was. So I was not this like sit, go to the gym. That's not me. I grew up on KFC, you know, hungry man dinners and exercise was, you know, a little bit of like jazzercise for 10 minutes and then, okay, we don't do that anymore. So that's who I am. And so basically what I kind of realized later in life, and I actually ended up with a back injury. That was quite painful, and my back went out at age 25, and I just happened to start doing Pilates. And suddenly, my back didn't hurt. I thought, okay, I really didn't even put the two together, but I thought, that's kind of (laughs) cool. Then it got to a point in my life where I thought, you know what? If I keep going the way I'm going, I'm going to have a really awful 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond. Right. And so I kind of just said to myself, all right, how do I make myself be healthy when that's so not who I am. And so I said, okay, I'll become a Pilates instructor. So I went the exact opposite of my comfort zone and, and, and where I basically would thrive if given, you know, my own, my own options. So that's kind of how I got into Pilates. And, and it really kind of grew from there because what I started to see was basically how much power we have within our own body. And and actually the healing that can be brought. So I kind of brought myself into this world because of the back injury, because of that pain, and then also because I wanted to bring myself into a world that was going to really serve me later on in life. Then I got... We're going to just end right there. That's so impressive. Oh, well, (laughs) good night. I know, I'm like, I... I'll see you later. (laughs) But then how do you do Pilates if you have a baby and you have no core strength anymore? That's right. Like, it's gone. Like, how do you do Pilates then? here's the deal. I was making... I trained myself completely incorrectly when I got pregnant. When I was pregnant with my daughter, I have a... You didn't ask me who lives in my house. I did not ask you who lives in your house. I am offended. And I'm angry because oh. I've been thinking and thinking, oh, what witty thing can I say? <laughs> all, right, all right, stop the interview. Stop the interview. <laughs> Brett, who lives in your house? Okay. So I have an awesome husband, um, Eric. He's amazing. And then I have an amazing almost four-year-old daughter named Ryan who is just 
the thrill of my life and my joy. And then I have two insane dogs who uh, are mostly not the thrill of my life, but <laughs> they are adorable, and they're George and Mike, and they're two crazy rescues that we love. So that who lives in my house. Thank I'm so God. Now. All right. Thank so, God. All right. Well, okay. So you have your perfect, beautiful daughter, Ryan. Okay. How did she so mess you I up? Get, well, here's what happened. I had no back pain. So I was afraid when I got pregnant, I was going to go into back pain because of my back injury. I didn't have any back pain during pregnancy. So after I had her, that's when things just didn't seem quite right. So I ended up two years later. So I, you know, had a baby, and I guess it's kind of like a rite of passage. You have a baby, you sneeze, you pee your pants, you have to change your clothes. That's, I guess, <laughs> I, that's just what happens. So I was kind of like, all right, well, that's uh, okay. So cut to two years later, I meet this woman, Annie Martins, and uh, she's from New Jersey, her company's Bella Bellatis, and she kind of became my mentor. So she diagnosed me with a diastasis rectus or diastasis uh, rectus abdominis, which is a little separation that occurs in pregnancy between your rectus abdominis muscles, which are the guys, the six back muscles in the front. Okay. Those muscles in pregnancy, they spread. They have connective tissue that, that stretches to allow your belly to get big. So what happens is after you give birth, you know, a lot of times it can go back and it's not an issue. But for a lot of women, that gap never fully returns to its prior positioning. And that can cause back pain, but it can also cause pelvic floor dysfunction. Pelvic floor dysfunction, the, you know, sneeze, pee your pants can also happen. You know, if you've had, you know, any sort of trauma to the pelvic floor, which would be a tear, which would be an episiotomy. Um, so all of these things, that that do accompany this amazing, beautiful, you know, life-changing birth moment, you know, there are things that happen to the body that if we're not aware of them can really kind of set us up for failure. Well, I and, think it's, it's in particular, I think it's interesting, especially with that particular side effect, as it were, of having a baby. It's like 60% of women have this yeah. sort of issue with the sneezing, peeing, laughing, Yep. It just it just feels like it falls into one of those categories that we don't talk about enough and that a lot right. of women say kind of what you said at the beginning, which was, well, I guess that's it. I, I mean, I guess this is just right. what I'm going right to deal with the rest right. of my life is this yeah. peeing. And I'm not going to talk about it with anybody. I'm not going to go see yeah. if there's a way to fix it. I'm not because my mother did it or my aunt did it right. or all my friends did mm -hmm. it. So clearly there's nothing I can do about it. Well, right. I think also right. the one the one thing that people do say all the time is you got to do like 200 kegels a day right. during right. your pregnancy right. and postpartum. I feel like kegels are really the only thing you ever hear about. So I'd be curious to Correct. hear if there's other things that people yeah. can do. Yeah. So what did you wind up doing to focus well, on this problem? I What I really kind of did was I kind of just really focused on how the body works when we're pregnant and afterwards and really tried to understand the quote-unquote core. And so, yes, I, I think, you know, kegels are great, but I also feel like they're kind of half of the equation because when I feel a kegel or when I think of a kegel, it's that, you know, hard and fast pulling up, 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 and they don't feel good. They just don't feel good. And uh, you know how I am. I'm on the couch from eating bonbons watching TV. That's <laughs> where I am really most comfortable. So <laughs> if you give me something that feels uncomfortable, 
I'm pretty much not going to do it. So I, you know, was working my kegel. But what happened was, and this is going to be, this might sound weird, but a lot of times when you're doing a kegel and you're squeezing and you're lifting up, 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 <laughs> what you're feeling are sphincters. Your, you know, your sphincter muscles, they draw up, you know, so your sphincter of your urethra and your anus. I'm like doing muscles. it right now to see if I can tell what's happening to my body. Just, yeah. so, just so you know. Let's all let's yeah, all do a kegel. Let's do a kegel. All, all do a kegel together. Let's all <laughs> it up. And the other thing I will say is when you squeeze and you lift up, are you holding your breath or are you breathing? Oh, well, I never breathe. You're supposed to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Not a breather. That's the other <laughs> Yeah. So through the work that I started to, you know, learn about and, and really work with was this feeling of, you know, it really is, we need to be gentle with ourselves. We need to be gentle with ourselves. We've just gone through the biggest change of our lives. You know, life in an instant is completely upside down and you're trying to figure out who you are. And now you have someone saying, you, you know, well, you want to get your stomach back, don't you? And you have all the images of, you know, what's your excuse? And that to me is like, God, I I'm just trying to get by here. So what I really found was the way that the body works and the pelvic floor works, I think about the bones. And so if you are sitting down, you feel those two bumps, those like bony protrusions right underneath you, those are your sit bones. And that's the bottom of your pelvis. And those muscles run laterally, side to side. So they attach side to side. So if they contract, they draw your sit bones closer together. So you, it's really not much of an up. It's more of a together. Then the deeper pelvic floor muscles, they run from your tailbone. So you can reach down and touch your tailbone. And your pubic bone, so right in the front. So they draw front to back. So they're actually, it's not one whole unit lifting up, lifting up. These are these, you know, it's a delicate little system that you can actually think about, know where those bones are, know where the muscles lie, and then you can turn them on. And it's really, you know, what I always say to moms is, you know, think of it on a scale of 1 to 10. This is not a 10. This is something that you do that accompanies your breath, and it's on a scale of, you know, if you just had a baby, you know, you're thinking 1, 2 just to kind of get those muscles, that communication going again, and also to really feel how you, how much control you have. Because I also felt, I felt so disconnected after I had my daughter. You know, I was so disconnected from my pelvic floor, from what had just occurred, from the stitches, from, and if you've, if you've not um, had a baby and you're pregnant right now, it's a beautiful moment. Don't you worry about it. It's all good. Okay? <laughs> None but of what we're talking was, about will happen to you. Don't worry yeah. about it. But what I felt was, I was like, man, that was a pretty traumatic thing that just happened, you know, physically. And now I'm not supposed to acknowledge that. I, I, you know, I am completely grateful that I have this beautiful baby, but also, hey, wh what about what just happens? Like, how do I get back from this? Right. I mean, and, it's like a know, massive thing your body goes through. It's mm -hmm. like, I mean, you yeah. know, and we talk about it being, you know, this beautiful, magical experience, but it's also sort of an injury. I mean, it's yeah. also, yep. you're, you yep. know, you're ripping a baby out of your insides. All of your organs right. have moved somewhere else. Your bones are in different places. Mm -hmm. You know, like all these yeah. things have happened. You've ripped, you've probably torn. You like, all this stuff. Right. It's like getting hit by a car and somebody just expecting you to go like back, start running around the track again exactly. two weeks exactly. later. Exactly. You know, and exactly. it's, so there's something I, I think what I, I like about uh, what you suggest is this very calm, very focused, very controlled 
um, uh, approach to it. And, you know, I know nothing about my body uh, or where these bones are. But after speaking with you a few times, I started to yeah. be able to envision where those were. And, and you're right. They are very easy exercises to do because you can be, you know, laying down or sitting up and just think about those bones moving together as you breathe, coming apart, moving together, yep. coming apart. And it, it's actually very meditative as well, which is nice. You give yourself right. sort of a calm, quiet moment right? as opposed to jazzercising across the floor. <laughs> right. But it's also like, how can I set myself up during pregnancy and right after that I can get back into my life, you know, in, in a really positive way where I can get back into the things I love doing? And so just by that work with the pelvic floor and feeling like the way that I also describe it is it's a hug. It's, it's the feeling of the inhale. And I don't want to get too crazy into the anatomy, but when an inhale happens, it's, it's an opening. It's like kind of your moment to relax. Inhale, the muscles just relax. And on the exhale, that's your work. And I think of it like a hug. You know, I imagine if my daughter was sitting on my lap, I wouldn't wrap my arms around her and squeeze her, but I would hug her gently. I would hug her to me. I would embrace her. And I want to treat myself the same way, the same love and respect I give to my daughter. I, I want to do that for me. The slow process, mm-hmm. the slow, well, you know, and it's it's kind of a cool way to look at uh, uh, having a baby as a chance to reconnect with your body Mm-hmm. in a way that you weren't reconnecting in terms of strength and in terms of fitness that, I mean, because everything's kind of a shambles. Well, sort of and, and, to, and a chance to see, like, what your body is capable of right. doing, which right. is pretty amazing. It is right. pretty amazing. So yeah. then the other, the other muscle, as far as the diastasis, you know, the separation of the rectus abdominis muscles, you know, because a lot of times, you know, mothers say, like, I want to get my stomach back. I want right. to get my stomach back, right? So we also have to understand that the deepest core muscle is, is called your transverse abdominis. And that is basically, I think of it like a reverse corset. And when you inhale, the laces kind of open. And on the exhale, they draw together. And those muscles connect to the top of your pelvis, they connect to your rib cage, and they basically hold all of your internal organs in. So in order to correct, you know, a diastasis, and sometimes a diastasis can be, you know, big or wide enough that it, it needs to be um, surgically uh, corrected, but also it's, you know, with me, my diastasis was about two fingers. And by just understanding how my muscles work and really how to mend that, I, I no longer have that issue. So right, you said pelvic that... floor dysfunction can come from a diastasis of the rectus abdominis because they all work together. Well, you said that's just, I mean, that was what I thought was so amazing was you, you personally, were, through this work, were able to stop your body from doing this. And, right. and you, I think, were in a bouncy house? <laughs> oh, that's my favorite story because... You know, it it was kind of like, you know, I've been doing this work for a while and, and it was my daughter's third birthday and she says, hey, um, go into this bouncy house with me. And I went into panic mode because my bladder was kind, you know, it wasn't completely full, but I was like, oh dear, this is going to be bad. <laughs> and so I got in that bouncy house and it, literally I had the thought of, okay, I'm just going to hug my pelvic floor up. I'm just going to support it. And I bounced and bounced and it was awesome. <laughs> it was amazing. That's I was like, cool. oh my God, I didn't just see my pants. That's amazing. <laughs> I just think that's you know? so awesome. It was so good. 
It was so good. But and it really was. It was and and this work also feels good. It doesn't hurt. It feels good. It makes you feel like wow, look at what I can do. Like I can make this movement, you know, this muscle move independently of that. And it's and it actually feels good and you you'll find yourself wanting to do it. Again, what so, I think is so nice about it is that it seems very reflective and it seems doable by anybody. Uh, right. It doesn't seem like, you know, I mean, I say that as a person who's really uncomfortable with her own body and the mm-hmm. idea of having to be quiet mm-hmm. and reflective <laughs> and think about what's happening with my pelvic floor mm-hmm. uh, just absolutely blows my mind. But but yeah. after I hear about I it, hear- I then go and do it privately in my own house. I'm sure that everyone who's listening is also doing what Teresa and I are doing in here. And as you describe it, we're like... Yeah, we're like taking deep breaths. It's really hard not to take a deep breath yeah. when somebody talks about taking a deep breath. Right. And but you know where I do this work the most? In my car. Because I have little tactile cues. So I have my seatbelt. And my seatbelt, the lap belt, actually travels right across the lower portion of my transverse abdominus. So what I let I allow myself to let my belly hang and, and you know, and allow it to be unattractive. Like it's 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 okay. So you're I in your like, car. Yeah, you're no in your car. No one's I've seen enough people picking their nose in their car to assume that no one's watching them. Their right. belly is and fine. The, yeah, your belly is fine. No one is. No one can see you. So I inhale. I just kind of let my belly hang and touch the lap belt, and then on the exhale, I just scoop it away from the lap belt. Yeah, that's and genius. what's really crazy, it is so. You'll do that five times. The next day, you'll go, God, why is that sore? You know, it's not something you do 100 reps of. It's something that you do five times and you start to feel those muscles. And that's the other thing. And I'm sorry, because girls, I could, I, I mean, this is like my heroin. <laughs> like, I could uh, talk is, about is this, this. Is this possibly your passion? It doesn't sound like you have much it to say. Like you have much sorry. Let's try to <laughs> find it. It's terrifying and it makes my husband so angry because he's like, I don't, you're speaking another language. Don't talk to me about pelvic floors. <laughs> and it. But it's like I get really crazy with it because I just love it. And it's it's just something that I want to shout from the mountaintops because I want people to know, like, you don't have to pee your pants. <laughs> there, are <laughs> there are options. So then it kind of leads into, um, I think, what you, where you were going is that and then what, what this all kind of evolved for me was, you know, the, the, uh, the job of a postpartum doula. You know, now that I'm kind of in this world, it's it's just so beautiful, and and it really is. It's just kind of the natural progression of the work that I've been doing, because what I feel is it becomes about you know who well, hears this baby, and then the mom kind of gets you know forgotten about a bit, and that can be a really scary, scary time where physically you don't feel at your best, and mentally, and you're tired, and you're also trying to say, okay, now I'm a mom, I, I need to. You know, how do I do this? What does it look like? And you'll have everybody, you know, under the sun telling you how to do it. And I just kind of felt like, you know, my job is to really empower that mom to really just understand and believe that she is the expert on that baby. She, Her body is going to tell her things if she's just able to kind of listen. And that baby, they, that communication is really powerful and one of the best teachers. Like the biggest advice that I can give to a mom is, you know, raise your hand, ask for help, say, this is, this is not what I thought, or, hey, I just need someone to make me laugh. And, and that's why I think that your podcast is amazing, because you're not meant to do this on your own. You right, know, give right. yourself a break. You're meant to have help. 
Well, <laughs> and that's what a postpartum doula does. Which is which is incredible mom. because that's just definitely one of those things that uh, I had not been introduced to uh, ever in my life. So I, you know, I just want to say not only thank you for talking to us about the Pilates with the focus on. I mean, again, I would never, you know, to me, Pilates is rubber bands. I mean, that's all I know about Pilates. Like a lot right. Of right. And so, like, to know and, that there's that something is, that never focus, do a sit up in pregnancy. I know. Sorry. Right? So to know that there's something that focus that moms who are pregnant or who have had babies can go out and find people who specialize in taking care of pre and postnatal bodies is super important. It's definitely something I didn't know was out there. I wouldn't have even thought to look at. And that moms can be looking for help. You know, that you don't, you're not just always looking for a doula to help you give birth, but you may need somebody to help you after. You know, we just want to encourage our listeners to, again, as we always say, you know, reach out, like you said, raise your hand and look for somebody who can help you, whatever that is and however that right. is. And, and getting yeah. help is good for you it's and good, good for, for you. you as a mom and doesn't have like have any reflection on what you're capable of. Well, that's as a mom. right. You know you can do it on your own. Right. It's just you don't have to do it on exactly. your own. Exactly. So, Britt, right. we just want to thank you so much for joining us on the show today and sharing this with us, especially given the passion that it is for you. It's really, I mean, really is helpful. And I hope that everybody who's listening is doing those breathing exercises as you're <laughs> describing them because it's definitely something you can do. Thank you so much. And I really, you know, I just, you know, I love you guys and I'm just so happy to, you know, have to have have you have me on and and I just, you know, I love it. I appreciate it and you know, more more power to the mamas. <laughs> That's right. More power, more power to the mamas. <laughs> All right, you. well, thank you so much and we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Awesome. That was great. That was great. And you know what I what I love about it is uh, that it's again something that we can focus on. Yeah, it's simple. It's not a lot of pressure. No one's yelling at you to yeah. succeed. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when she first talked to me about the small exercises, I was like, "What? Mm-hmm. There's no way." Yeah. This isn't happening. Yeah. You're trying to trick me into <laughs> I don't believe this. I I do feel that uh, again. All the points that she made are key. Mm-hmm. Raise your hand. It's okay. Totally. You know what's and, and like love your body. And love you your know? Ugh. I know, but really. I know. I, I know. know. I'm like the prime example of who this who should be listening to this <laughs> show, like the takeaway for the show. I'm like the queen of preaching. But I'm not very good at I wanna have something that rhymes with teaching, but it won't. <laughs> speaking <laughs> speaking of probably uh not taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh let's listen to a mom. Breakdown. Oh, good. Oh, thank God. We haven't had one of these in a while. Hi, I'm calling with a rant. <laughs> I have nothing more to say than it's just a shit storm. <laughs> and I'm just tired and worn out. And I have my long day at work today and I'm heading home. And I guess the day started last night and the car wouldn't start. And I had to get towed. I haven't even heard from the mechanic to see how much that's going to cost. <laughs> the only way we're going to afford that is by putting, like, a total freeze on all other expenditures. So we're going to freeze that up. And if I go to work for my long day, which I'm there for lunch and dinner, and I forgot to pack my dinner, and 
I was just dreading, and I'm so hungry, and I'm driving home, and I'm going to have to go home, and I'll get there in the middle of bedtime, and the madness, and being hungry, and grumpy, and tired. <laughs> so I found this Visa prepaid card that I got for Christmas in my wallet. I thought, oh, I'm just going to go to this chain sandwich restaurant <laughs> in town, which I'm not going to say because I'm so mad at them right now because I got my yummy sandwich and I'm about to pay for it. And the guy behind the counter just couldn't get the Visa card to work. And it's worked there before. And he just can't get it to work. And I don't want to tell him my car broke down and I'm on a spending freeze and that the chihuahua bit the baby this morning and now we have to decide what to do with him because it's not fair to keep a chihuahua who's getting tormented by the baby no matter how much we're trying to train the baby to not torment the chihuahua. (laughs) Just one thing after another. So that's not even half the things. There's so many (laughs) more things that just... Here comes my favorite. ...just rained today. It rained. I could go on for like 20 minutes with the birthday party in two weeks that I have to manage on a spending freeze coupons and the teacher team meeting that my husband just forgot to go to that got rescheduled for, oh, my birthday. That's exactly where I wanted to be on my birthday, but I'm an adult, so I guess I better put on my big girl pennies and realize that big girls go to there are kids' team meetings on their birthdays. So I'm heading into the storm now. I'm going to go face bedtime on a very, very empty stomach at a 100% stress level. Thanks a lot for the show. Bye-bye. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> that is the worst oh day ever. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. There's a lot so going on. Much. <laughs> so much. So much. Venting. Yeah. That is amazing. I really get the feeling that there really are, like, five more things that she oh, yeah. thought of, like, the minute she hung, hung up, up the phone. She was like, oh, and I didn't even tell them. Yeah, yeah, that the car's on fire. Yeah. Right, or whatever. Or like, you know, I'm like not my, wearing pants. I'm not wearing pants. I was the whole day with, like, no pants. And I, you know, that is, like, a culmination of a million rants mm. all in one. Hang in there, Mom. Yeah, you're doing you're, such a good job. You're really, even, again, what did we just say? Reach out. Yeah. And if reaching out means calling and leaving a almost three-minute message on our voicemail, <laughs> you do that. Yeah. That is why we're, we're here. here. We'll play it in its entirety. Don't yep. even dare me. I will do it. <laughs> I will do it. That is part of it is just reaching out. And you know what? And again, again <laughs> It's just, you know, it does it applies to more than just moms. It really does. Yeah. You know, we all push ourselves like crazy people for no good reason. You know, we all think that everything has to be hard. Everything has to be a struggle. It doesn't have to be. You know, take Britt's advice. Take it easy. Find a relaxing way to handle these things. When you need help, raise your hand. Ask for help. Allow yourself to take it without feeling like you're a failure. You guys are welcome to email me this exact same advice. <laughs> Maybe I'll take it one day. And, you know, you're all doing a really good job. Yeah. You know, like, what is it? What, 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 we used to say something that was, like, really offensive. What was it? Stop feeling like shit. Oh, yeah. Stop feeling like shit. Stop feeling like shit. <laughs> Teresa, yeah, you're doing a really good job. Thank you. I really, actually, really needed to hear that. You really week. are. Thank you. You really are. The fact that you get all that shit done in the morning is unbelievable to me. It Thank makes you. my like foot toe grab of laundry. I was like, uh, I can pick up something with my toe. You're doing a really great job, Teresa. Thank you. So are you. I'm, I can pick things up with my toes. I am doing a great job. You're all doing a good job, and we will talk to you next week.
Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, maybe MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.